0: Kia ora, for Eyewitness and RNZ, I'm Justin Gregory. It's been a wild three-decade ride for broadcaster TV3. They launched in 1989 as an energetic alternative to state-owned television New Zealand and proved that they had what it took to survive. But not before going broke, being sold a few times and losing large numbers of long-serving staff members. Journalist Bill Ralston was headhunted by TV3 and signed up before they'd even begun broadcasting. He cheerfully admits it was his short attention span that made the offer so appealing.
1: I was working for TV One. I was based at Avalon uh, for a Sunday night current affairs show called um, Frontline, and um, I decided I was more a news guy than a long-form current affairs person. You know, you could spend months working on one particular story. I've got a very small brain. I just like to be constantly entertained. TV and Z in those days, I mean, because it was effectively a monopoly, um, it was very large and it was very fat and it was very lazy. TV3 was going to be fun to do, you know, that, that that there was going to be a really good cutthroat attitude and they were just going to go for it in a pirate sort of way. Um, and uh, I quite like the idea of, of, of being a, a, a swashbuckler. Action.
0: went to air on november the 26th 1989 which was later than initially planned the launch was a big production number with viewers being invited to come home to the feeling of the new station the party was underway
1: yeah it was um, it was a spectacular launch you know they they, they, they pulled out all the stops. i think they probably spent all the company funds on the launch itself
0: the station's early days are the stuff of myth and legend you hear stories of people sitting on apple crates with typewriters on cardboard boxes next to state-of-the-art transmitting equipment. A lot had to be done very fast, with very little, and the spirit of TV3 was born out of this necessity.
1: The place was reasonably chaotic, simply because it was a new startup. that there were people in jobs that probably shouldn't have been there. Um, there were others who really bloomed and came into their own. I mean, a lot of the technical people who got pv3 to air did a fantastic job with very little like the Viet Cong, you know you live on a handful of rice a day and um you know move stealthily through the forest while tvnz was still trying to fire up their tanks a man in court charged with monica Cantwell's murder our national symbol the kiwi now facing a new threat and for some of tomorrow's schools, the funding doesn't add up.
0: That do-it-differently mentality carried over into coverage of major events. In 1993, two police aircraft collided over Auckland's Karangahape Road and crashed onto the nearby motorway.
1: Immediately, the camera crews were raced out to film not only the crash, but the amazing traffic jam that brought the whole of central Auckland to a halt. TV3 did was put people on the back of motorcycles. They round, rounded up everyone with a motorcycle in the place. They put the cameraman on the back of the motorcycle and just raced through the traffic to get the shots. The cameramen yeah, were told, just shoot and edit it in the camera and we're just going to put the footage back to air live as soon as we can. John Hawkesby was the newsreader in those days. And he was live to air. He was just reading over wild footage you know, uh, of what was going on. And we were just throwing everything we could see into an order queue so he could read it. We had a lot of footage on air, um, and a, nothing was coming up on TVNZ, and I couldn't figure out why until I rang someone over there and said, where are you guys? And they said, well, we sent out the outside broadcast trucks, and uh, of course they got about 20 feet up the road before they were um, brought to a grinding halt. The ability to think quicker and think quickly and um, um, get things done, I like. that's what I liked about TV3. Hi,
0: I'm Belinda Todd. Later on, credit where credit's due, I salute a rival ray of sunshine. And in the same spirit, there was Nightline, hosted of course by the unforgettable Belinda Todd and with a politics segment from Bill.
1: G'day, I'm Bill Ralston. Was Norman Kirk murdered? Who killed him? Or is he alive and well and living with Elvis in Westport? Hey, those questions and more later on Nightline. We were discussing what you could do uh, in that slot, and it had to be entertaining, you know. It it just had to be different. It had to try and attract a much younger audience. I was sitting there saying, well, what can you do with Parliament to make it new, young, fresh, invigorating and interesting? And in the end, I thought, well, I'll just do Gonzo. After a few weeks, we noticed there was a big surge uh, on Tuesday night at you know, whatever time the, the, that segment came on, and on Thursday night. So having seen that, we um, <laughs> went for bust just mocking <laughs> politicians and politics.
0: But going for bust quickly became more than just an ethos. Ratings and ad revenue didn't match expectations, and by May 1990, TV3 were in receivership. Bill Ralston was filming in Fiji at the time.
1: And then I got a phone call saying the company has gone into receivership And I thought, Christ, who's going to pay my hotel bill, let alone my airfare? So I jumped the plane back to New Zealand and arrived back in time to find the place still functioning, still on air. But basically, the the old TV3 company that had started the the, the whole thing um, was out of business.
0: In this time of uncertainty, TV3 started behaving unusually. Hey, want to buy a TV station? Yeah? Let's go shopping! Kia I'm Tu Kruarangi, Morgan. You can have me for $1,000 a week, plus all the land that was taken from my tribe. The prime piece of evidence is available on the web, but you won't see or hear it here, and you probably know what I'm talking about. This Wild West period is remembered fondly by both viewers and TV3 staff.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was like the kids were left at home while the parents went out and they decided to try a party. There was a lot of energy uh, in the place, simply because people didn't know whether they were going to be paid next week or not. It was a party television channel, you know, in the sense that um, they did like a drink. I did a program called the Ralston Group for several years, and it was a half-hour studio chat show, basically, with four four guests and myself. And we had a rule that you had to have at least one drink, uh, but no more than two before you went on. And then afterwards, we had the sponsorship of um, a restaurant in Newmarket, so we could all go down there and eat and drink for free afterwards. And those were fascinating, those nights, because you, could, you had a whole variety of people every week would come along um, who had been on the show. And it might be someone like Lindsay Perigo, but it might also be Moana Money or Jackson. You'd have enormous discussions. I always thought we should actually film the dinners because they were actually probably more entertaining than the show itself.
0: Major creditors Westpac rescued TV3 and then in 1997 found new owners in media company Can West. Bill Ralston asked their boss Izzy Asper what he was going to do for news and current affairs. He
1: said, "Look, you just make, you just fill the bits of black between the ads," and um, which was his attitude really to uh, to television. Really, uh, he didn't have a great commitment to um, you know, quality programming as such.
0: TV3 eventually became part of the MediaWorks New Zealand stable of stations and websites, seemingly with all that energy and spirit of the early days still in place. Bill believes that began to run out in 2014 when major changes occurred under CEO Mark Weldon.
1: Everyone was very loyal to each other because obviously you've been through um, periods of enormous stress, you know, with the the collapse of various entities that ran it from time to time. But once you start layoffs and cutbacks and, and slashing budgets... It can take the, well it does take the energy away, it takes the um, commitment away and uh, it's incredibly destructive to an organisation. And then I noticed that TV3 started leaking. Free news was leaking, that was an impossibility and that was the end of the great golden run I think that they had.
0: In early 2017 TV3 started a rebranding process and is now known as 3.0. RNZ, or Radio New Zealand, or National Radio, or The National Programme, or 2YA, knows a bit about how hard it is to get people to call you by your new name. Bill Ralston, however, thinks 3 has a chance of catching on.
1: TV3 was known as 3, you know? I mean, people always talked about, well, over on 3, and the, the word t, uh, the, the, the initials TV weren't used as much as perhaps TV1, uh, which has rebranded itself now, I notice as well with it, the numeral one rather than the word one, which, I mean, I don't know. Look, rebranding exercises make a lot of money for designers and advertising agencies. And I don't know how much extra audience they, they tend to add because, frankly, are you watching three news? No, you're not. You're now watching something called News Hub. And, I mean, you know, with, what channel's that on? Oh, it's on three. I mean, you have to be told um, what you're looking at. So I don't know. It, um, I think they're trying to demonstrate that they're a whole new company and vastly different from what came before.
0: Bill Rolston spent the better part of the 90s working for TV3 before stints at Metro Magazine, Radio Pacific, and perhaps surprisingly, back at TVNZ. He now lives in Hawke's Bay and works as a columnist and a communications advisor. He firmly believes that the legacy of the underfunded, overworked, and intensely loyal bunch of people who built a TV station from scratch has been a permanently altered and much improved media landscape.
1: I mean, it was a a long overdue shot in the arm. Um, It certainly made Television New Zealand um, gear up and become a lot more competitive in um, breaking stories. It really revitalised what was becoming quite a stale market, not just in television, but also in in terms of radio and, and print as well.
0: you've been listening to eyewitness on rnz national if you enjoyed the story please write a review or rate us on itunes you can subscribe or listen to every eyewitness podcast on itunes spotify or at radionz.co.nz forward slash series and while you're there we'd invite you to dip into any of the other rnz podcasts eyewitness was written and presented by me justin gregory and engineered by adrian holley Kakiteano.